0: The last time you were on here was Zoom.
1: That so is a little here. It big,
0: seems like forever ago, yeah, doesn't big it? Big upgrades. Well, Do you remember COVID?
1: Does anybody actually mm, remember no. it?
0: Did it happen?
2: It is
0: a It's a conspiracy. We That's, just know. Honestly. We, we questioned it was an absolute few, We questioned a few things about COVID yeah, and a couple of yeah. suspicious DMs in the... In the the inbox
1: like did we all just get like a wee whiff of some MDMA type <laughs> shit and then just zone out for an hour <laughs> and thought we, we had COVID <laughs> I know I know people are now getting that again
0: I'm like yeah, I'm joking that, me. don't worry. start, just, start just
2: don't just <laughs> stop stop
0: Anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Here's the Crack podcast. started it. Something in the curry. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Here's the Crack podcast. We have a guest on, uh, a familiar face, Chris Suter. Bertie. Welcome back. It's a pleasure, lads. i say the last time we had you on was, on was on Zoom. And we were just looking up episode
1: 23 and you're now on episode what? 140 that One, is amazing it'll, it'll be 140, 140. gotta give you his credit honestly yeah. as i was saying before before we started there many podcasts just sail off into the sea you have kept this yeah. going it's really really good just yeah. doing good work i
0: think at some stage you just need to be comfortable that you'll never surpass seven years <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter look even see with my dj and stuff i get five so it's fine but i still do it. still do it. but listen it's a pleasure to have you back um there's a lot to talk about a lot to catch up on since episode 23 yes
1: a lot has happened since then so that was what was a 2021 20, yeah. Jeepers, man, yeah. two years yeah obviously i've been through and got out the other side of covid and then uh, for me personally been through the other side of a nervous breakdown i know um opened up other businesses and had lots of stuff good stuff turned 40 turned 40 last year well done um yeah lads honestly it's been it's, it's been busy yeah it's, it's been good so the bad to, to run through you do you're a tailor. Yes
0: thing that you're kinda I would yes. say, still, yes, that you're business wise. Still yeah, still business number one yeah. is
1: still the men's the yeah. man's shop and the tailoring side of things. Business number two is now more my wife's, which is Suter and Co the Cafe. We've opened it up since then. Actually we weren't even doing coffee, I think, in twenty one. I, I think, or were we just, we're just, just doing it? it? It hadn't just started. You, had, think the you just had the truck just idea. built yeah. the truck, right? I mean, so he didn't. You d- I don't think he's. I think you were
2: saying about locking open stores, like you. I like I the goal yeah. is to open loads of stores.
1: Yeah, and people again probably thought it was talking shit, but there we are. Yeah, yeah. We 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 are. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the wee truck took off and took off really, really well, and then as COVID kind of started fading away, so it did happen. Yeah, it did happen the big truck just started waning people didn't want to go and stand in a flipping park yeah do you know what i mean and buy expensive coffee from a coffee truck and yeah. stand out in the rain and drink it so we've seen a decline in the trade and there was a couple of offers came up for coffee shops and um, we kind of declined those because we didn't know anything about it and we didn't want to dip our feet and then all of a sudden this one came up and it was just like a big bright shiny star this was hollywood a friend of mine had it, and um, he says, Chris, I'm looking to close this down. There's a lot of other issues going on, and he says, I think you should take it on. And what kind of made it good for us is that it was a going concern as such, so it was a ready-made coffee shop, mm-hmm. had a kitchen, had tables, chairs, all the rest of it, and... I kind of just said the Nicola Nicola one night lying in bed, as I always do with a blade. You wait till she's just sleeping, right? That's what you do with my Nicola. And you hit her nudge in the middle of the night. Then you tell her what we're going to do. Then she cracks up. And then you go back to sleep again. And then in the morning, you do it. And then say to her, But sure, I told you about it last night. Yeah. And you didn't complain. <laughs> so I said, Right, we're opening a coffee shop. And um, the and Coach went, went Well, it's hard, lads. See, hospitality. Mm, yeah. I mean, it is hard. Yeah. And it's got harder. Like, we opened it up right at the tail end of COVID, if you think of it, November of 2020. November 21 yeah. and uh, yeah traded through 22 relatively well but the input costs and as a business if you were asking me to do it again from a financial perspective not a chance and um, from a let me see a personal perspective yes because honestly we love it see open it, especially my wife Nicola open it up every day doing her thing pouring her coffee selling her treats with her chef partner Anna and all our staff that are there now we've got a great bunch of stuff went through a few melders but um, the staff there now are great so yeah. that's the coffee still DJing still DJing a wee bit um, still let me see what else do I do Any do other stuff yeah I haven't done any boxing MCing or any sort of event hosting lately because um, as, as we'll probably touch later on my, um, my health took a rapid decline last year <laughs> and I had a full-scale mental breakdown, or nervous breakdown, as the clinical term would be. So since then, um, it's just kind of been rebuilding from that, last. So, yeah, things got very, very busy very, very quickly and took off on a typical Chris Suter trajectory, as we used to talk about in the first podcast, which was how I was just 25 hours a day, eight days a week, and everything went great until it wasn't. Yeah. And no, no. I literally fell on a heap on the floor in a big ball of shite and had to take a <laughs> month, had to take a month in bed and get therapy and learn how to breathe and meditate and fucking more yoga and all that sort of stuff so happy to talk about that later guys to too because like this is the first podcast i've actually done since that and i've shied away from them the Amount of people asked me to come on their cast and talk about this but um but you're waiting yeah. ross has been well ross is just ross is just <laughs> so fucking persistent <laughs> yes <laughs> that like, i was like you know what these lads i will go and chat to them I, first so this is the guy that gets shit done is what get i am ross uh,
0: like, you know what <laughs> Your attitude is the right attitude. Actually, like This is a bit of me. I just keep I, going until it happens. I think I did slightly peak with you because I had to be persistent. You did. But like I also appreciated <laughs> that I was like, um, this man is just after mental breakdown. I don't I want to give him another one. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And to
1: be fair, lads, I'll be straight with you. See you on the way down here, yeah. shitting myself. Yeah. And this is part of the therapy and part of dealing with things is that, See, whenever something um, like a mental breakdown happens, you start to over... Number one, it came from overthinking, but then it creates more overthinking. And you you start this process... Well, some people start this process called rumination. Mm -hmm. And rumination means where you get something in your head and you cannot get rid of it. You know, it just keeps going over and over and over. And part of the thing that I've had to be able to deal with now, and I'm managing really well, is when I get a negative thought, it starts to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And I have to stop, slow down, and start breathing in a certain way and I can literally start kind of move that negative thought process yeah. away and start thinking more positively. And it happened when I was on my own way down here. It's like, mm. purely because I haven't done a podcast in over like 18, maybe 18 months, but certainly sort of 13, 14 months. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, what am I, what if the boys ask me about this? And I'm gonna flip and freak out and like yeah. not want to talk about it, even though I can talk about it. Yeah. That negative thought process just started. I started ruminating, and then what it does is it creates anxiety. Which, by the way, before my mental breakdown, I never even heard of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I thought people with anxiety were wankers, and I thought they were literally <laughs> making it up. And I was like, anxiety, fucking take a chill yeah. pill, get on with your life. But I now know what it's all about. I got a thing yeah. called generalized anxiety disorder. Um this time actually it's actually exactly this time last year. My my proper day that I melted completely, I think, was the twenty sixth of July. So that's only like a year and a bit ago. Yeah. And um, since then, from my point. It's good, All yeah. That's right. <laughs> it. Yeah. Keep pinging me. He'll come, <laughs> just keep
0: coming I see the post on Instagram and I set my timer for a year. For a I year like, I was like, yeah. But
1: um but again, yeah, see just through my kind of my, my therapy and my own self healing process, I was able to park the car ten minutes early, sat there. Got my shit together, done a few breathwork cycles. Said, "Right, that's me. I'ma we'll go. Let's go, do it." So it's good the way I've got these tools. And then again, I'll talk more about this as yeah. we we'll go on about mm-hmm. the tools. But um that's yeah, it's been a it's been a journey, lads. It's been good. It's been bad. And like you know, yes, you can call it a breakdown, but I like to call it now. It was a mental breakthrough. It's kind of changed yeah. my life for the good. Yeah, it's really interesting though to get your pers- perspective
0: on the like the anxiety side of things because we I just had this conversation with someone recently where. And they, they kind of made They come out with the opinion Or, or sort of the generalisation That it was like It just feels like everybody has Has it nowadays yeah. And yeah. I was like it's, it's interesting to the point Where some people I know are know really passionate about it And believe yeah. that people Need to sort of Reach out and get help But then There are some people out there Where like it like People sort of generalise If they're maybe worried About a test or something yeah. They immediately go I have anxiety Yeah And I, I think When you understand what it is Yeah And kind of put it in perspective so it's interesting that you, you sort of say that and you've obviously, you've obviously went and, and actually seek like professional help yeah. about the whole thing. But
1: like, I got like, I got nervous before, you know, like yeah. many people associate anxiety with nerves if they're just worrying about like going to the dentist or something, oh, Fuck, I've got anxiety. You're not, you're just nervous. Anxiety is a kind of a different level of nervousness where once it's there, it's overawing I say it, it encompasses your entire flipping thought process and life you know it's really really hard thing to deal with and yeah. as I say before I had it Christ lads, like I got the 39 without ever feeling anxious once I get say I got nervous and I used to be able to hone in and act like see if I was doing a speaking event or I was doing a big DJ gig or whatever I got nervous before but yeah. I always told myself if I wasn't nervous it didn't mean anything you yeah. know that didn't mean anything to me and nerves were good and i was always able to harness the nerves and then go straight into the event and fucking smash it yeah. anxiety literally made me want to get into my bedroom pull the covers over my head and cry myself to sleep until it went away Fucking horrendous, lads yeah. I mean, horrendous. And why do you think it's only just sort of come about? Well, well, since then. Yeah. So up until then, like as as if everybody wants to go back to the last podcast, I would have been on mm-hmm. telling people about the grinding and hustle, and you just gotta, you know, if you want it, you gotta work it. It's gotta be in your mind all the time. And you gotta fucking fight for it. Twenty five hours a day, eight days a week. Get up, get out, get at it. Until it wasn't, and I just took on too much with the coffee shop, the coffee business, the men's stuff. I was out, I would start a DJing maybe three nights a week instead of just maybe three times a month, taking on speaking events, hosting events like that. That week that I that I fucking collapsed. I had just, I was out five, I wasn't sleeping in my bed five nights a week, I was in Oma fucking twice, I was in Portrush, I was in fucking Monon, I was literally all over the place, and trying to run the shop, and trying to sort the coffee shop, and all the shit that was going on with that, there was literally just too much life going on, Mm -hmm. and at that point in time I thought I could handle it, but it was the DJ stuff I think that kind of pushed, or was the hosting stuff? Anyway, it was it was it was that stuff that kind of pushed yeah. me over the edge because I was sitting up at nights. So I was I was doing all the events, coming home, running the shops, coming home at night about ten o'clock and getting on the computer and downloading music and starting to prep sets that I had to do, and then I was up to maybe two or three o'clock in the morning and going back to sleep back up at seven I was only getting four hours sleep then thinking it was great thinking fucking check me out on Instagram every day look at how I can do it do you know what I mean running the suit shop doing the flipping coffee shop I'm down a DJing tonight I'm back up in the morning hosting that event tomorrow night doing this here up here measuring him for a suit but, and I was just boom 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 and then it was a Friday morning and I remember let me get this right I remember yeah waking up no it was a Thursday night Thursday night Um, am in bed got in the bed actually this is my one early night of the whole week in the bed about half 10 11 o'clock and I had actually turned round to plug my phone in and whenever I came back round felt a wee bit funny when I'd done a twist sat down watching TV all of a sudden boom 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 boom, boom, boom. my heart just literally went off in one and I was like what the fuck I was like what is this and I knew just from history and just from kind of knowing shit that it was a panic attack and I'd never had a panic attack before my life and then because you then know it's a panic attack, it's in your head, you start breathing funny and all of a sudden... like At that point in time, yeah. I was asthmatic and had COPD apparently. And um, I was like, fuck me, this could kill me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If my fucking lungs close up here, I'm dead. Yeah. So I started, I, sh- I literally shit myself properly Now I didn't pee my pants, but I shit myself <laughs> metaphorically. And anyway, that was fine. I got that calmed down and I thought that was it. I thought that was it over, went to bed, see whenever I woke up in the morning. So this that was what that was what I now know was what's called the trigger. See when I woke up in the morning, I was numb. My hands were numb, my arms were numb, my legs were numb. My stomach, my chest was pure numb. I couldn't feel anything. And I had to get up and go and pick stuff up for Frampton and Cumber and then get back into the shop, meet him. He was going to do an event, go from the shop to measure a guy up in flipping dairy somewhere, back down to the shop and then I had a DJ set that night. and I woke up in the morning and I couldn't feel my hands I couldn't feel my legs and I was just like what the fuck has happened to me here this is horrendous but I, I put a brave face and I said guys I can't let these people down so I literally just pulled myself together actually hold on I'm freaking that very major part here I woke up at half five like that and I said fuck this I'm going to go for a walk so I went out of the it's house the morning after. this is the morning the morning after the panic attack the night before I went out for a walk out of my house went down into the park which is opposite me Hmm. got halfway down to the park and the, the panic attack started happening again yeah. and literally lads I did not know where I was I'm That's like I'm in the park and I can't remember how to get home the most scary part of my entire fucking life ever I'm like my head's exploding here I, I felt it I felt something's not right with me I can't think I was at a crossroads at Corey Lane, the Donald in the wee park and it's like I don't know if I go that way that way, that way or that way how do I get home? I'm like, what the fuck's happening to me here? This is mental. I feel numb. I can't, I'm fucking can't get home. This is what's... Oh my God, my head's just fucking exploding. Anyway, I decided, I seen this leaf blowing. Like, this is tree Bill. I seen this leaf. I was like, that's a sign. That's a sign from the universe. That leaf's taking me home. And I followed this leaf as it blew up the fucking path. And then I seen like a a um a wee river right i know that that's the way home walked up got into a gate seen an electric box with the number seven written on it i said that's the fucking electric box near my house walked up there got myself into the house Hmm. and literally fucking just completely shit myself again and um let me see let me see no that's a complete i'm completely fucking missing I'm missing an entire day here. See what I mean? I actually haven't spoken about this and I've missed a whole day. So <laughs> this was the day after. Let's go back to the day before. Woke up numb. Went and went down to Cumber. Picked up the stuff from the embroidery. Got into the car. Still couldn't feel my hands. Drove into the fucking shop. Went into the shop and collapsed. Right? My brother picked me up. Shut the shop with the boys. Got me into the car. Took me to hospital. Spent the day in hospital. Right? um mm-hmm. they tested me out all no, chris heart's fine you know you're okay you just have anxiety and i was like fuck anxiety what even is anxiety right okay that's, that's what it is that's what it is then i went home that night still went out and dj that night which i shouldn't have done right got into bed at one o'clock that was then the next day that i woke up and went for the walk to try and clear my head yeah. and got down into the park and fucking lost where i was Anyway, I got back up to the house shaking because I've just had this experience out of my own body where I do not know where I am. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking freaky. My head's going here, son. And um, I remember my brother um, and race came to pick me up, to take me into town, into work. And I literally fell in the, t- in the ground in tears. Couldn't move. My body just shut me down. I am on the floor in a fucking shit heap, cannot move, cannot function. That was my nervous system after the trauma of the last two days mm. and the trauma of me just putting it through shit for the last 20 years. My body just said, no more suit. Fucking no more. You're not anything. Literally, couldn't move my hands. Could I'm just literally lying on the ground in a fucking mess. Awful. Anyway. Got me up, um, got me set up, got a cup of tea, and my brother's just like, Chris, brother, Chris, you're not going to work. Take the day off. And that was fine. And literally that's where that whole anxiety and almost depression came over me. And lads, I'm telling you, it hit me like a fucking brick, right? Mm. Bang. And that was me shut down. And to cut sort of a, a longish story short, I did not leave the house for 32 days after that. That was me in the house. This feeling, what I now know to be anxiety, right, took over me and I could not compute it. I did not know what it was. I didn't know know what I was feeling. It took me a good few days, even just to come around in my own head, to realise that, look, I've had a panic attack and um, I now have anxiety and I have had what is commonly, I clinically refer to as a nervous breakdown, which is Mm -hmm. where your nervous system just shuts everything off in your body and just says, just survive. In a ball, just send blood and send energy to the brain and to your fucking eyes and that's about it and it just completely shuts your body down and I'm just lying there in a fucking mess anyway so after a couple of days started to feel um, a little bit better but still didn't want to leave the house just had this fucking couldn't talk to people couldn't even talk to my kids could barely talk to my wife I'm just like lads I've blown up here and feeling I was letting everybody down too that um, that had booked me in because I then had to cancel all my events for the weekend although I did Again, this is just me being me. I did drive to Uma on the Sunday night. So that was the uh, Thursday night, blew up on the Friday. Sorry, Thursday. must have been Wednesday. Thursday in the hospital. Yeah, Thursday in the hospital. Friday blew up, took Saturday off, lay in the house in a bag of shit. Sunday got up and went to Uma to play a gig with lovely Laura and Ben Santiago for Mark and the Copper Tap. Uh Uh-huh again shouldn't have done it I'm driving down to Oma with people in my car including my wife and I can't feel my fucking hands on the steering wheel and I'm going Suit, what are you doing but I got there got it done done the gig got up back in the car drove back home lads and yeah up from the Monday that was me I tried to go back to work Phone my brother and just says William I, I can't come into work can't even look at people I says I'm, I'm in a bad way here this is yeah. horrendous and my brother says Chris just take it off Nick obviously had to go to the coffee shop and I literally then spent the next month in the house like yeah. you see, you said, it there, it's awesome. Just talking about it, I swear, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a sweat on here. Just you that's see? the first time I've properly talked about this, yeah. like to yeah. other people, other than like my therapist yeah. and my family. But like,
2: you're saying about like fri- <sighs> freaking out and all, and like wanting to go to work and going to that gig on the Sunday. Like, what, like, what was it on the Monday that made you go, nah. I'm not coming in, because it seems like you wanted mm. to get back to it. I did, it. yeah, I mean, and, I and I pushed myself again,
1: and do you know what, me, I just, I just found this other gear again to push myself, I was like, I'm not letting, I let the guys down on Friday night, let the guys down and Saturday night, but I said this, I'm not letting Mark down, because Mark Coppertapped, if you know him, if you're watching Mark, he's a legend, he's just lovely, do you know what I mean? I didn't want to let him down, yeah. it was built for months, and it was a great gig, and I was like, I need to fucking do this. And um, it was actually um, we Holly Sacks, another wee friend of mine, uh, we picked her and her husband, Matt, up, and, and we drove down together. And she brought me these Cams tablets because I had no there was no medication involved at this time. This is just, Chris, you've had a bit of a breakdown, you've got anxiety, just go home and chill out. That's what the docs would say, you know. Um, and I was buying these fucking Cams tablets, and oh my god, they actually I think they actually helped a wee bit at that time. But uh, yeah, on the Monday morning, I just woke up and I literally just had another full meltdown again. That that um that buildup of stress that I now was creating new stress in my mind over the weekend from going and doing the event Mm. that just exploded me on the Monday and that was, I couldn't even get out of bed that was me, I was like Nicola you just need to leave me here I feel horrendous, I just want to jump off a cliff find me a cliff, I'm fucking jumping off it right now this is Mm. horrendous that's the shit that goes through your mind it changes your whole perception of life and everything it's just, honestly lads, it's horrendous but um, what happened then kind of going forward and it took about a week in the house and it wasn't getting any better. I so, said, fuck me, I need to do something about this. Um and went up to our Donegal house and tried to spend try, tried to spend a bit of time up there. I started then getting into um into self-development, but not on the like because sort of business side, but personal development on how how to live life better. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I started getting into this and one of the things about me is that I'm I'm an obsessive guy. See if I get something, I need to know everything everything about it and i need to be the flipping best at it yeah. you know what I mean? or sorry not being the best at it, but the best that i can be at it so i'm lying in bed and the doctors then because it had got so bad on the phone the doctor said, guys this is this is terrible you need to give me something i'm gonna fucking jump off a cliff here this is horrendous and the docs gave me like diazepam and all these other fucking things and my wife Nicola went and got them and i had them but see once i had them i didn't want to take it because i'm not like, I'm not that guy. When I have a headache, I don't take paracetamol. I try to, you know, if I have to, and it's really bad, yeah. I try to push through it and drink loads of water. And, you know, I don't like to take a lot of lot of flipping um, sort of medic medical stuff. Um, so it's like, I'm not taking them. There's got to be another way. So I literally dived head first into um, podcasts on wellness and got a few books. And actually a guy called into the shop and left me a book that my brother brought home to me, brought home to me um, about breathing techniques. And I started reading that. And, Literally, just spent the next three weeks, maybe three and a half weeks, just trying to chill out, relax, turn my phone off. I remember actually the wee thing came up on my Instagram the other day, where I just, or Facebook and Instagram, about sending uh, off for a bit, folks. See you soon. And that was it. That was me. I didn't go on there. Because honestly, see, even the fact of me going on my Instagram, my fucking hand used to shake and everything. And it was, there was just this block over social media and, you know, me. Me probably thinking I was going to go on, and people are like, you know, oh, you didn't turn up to this event, and why didn't I not see you there? And I felt like I was letting people down, and yeah. I was a disappointment, and I was a failure, and all that kind of shit. And I was like, fuck this, and I put my phone away. Literally didn't go on my phone for three weeks, and just started kind of trying to breathe and trying to work through it. But then I went and got a therapist as well in that, yeah. and I got a guy to come out out to the house and have a wee chat with me every now and again. Who I'd, I stayed with him for about three months, and he really really helped things. Like. But honestly, lads, it was fucking horrendous. Yeah, it was horrendous, but completely self-induced. Do you know? Yeah. And um, something that I never seen coming. And um, if um, if anything can come out of this podcast for people watching is that you know I used to be all about the ground, and I'm still I am still about the grind and the hustle. But my new um, my mantra back the not know if you remember it, it but number one is my always my hashtag GGG get up, get it, get at it. But I used to caveat everything with work hard. Hashtag work hard, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that I was always trying to show off to people, look at how hard I can go. Do You know, you only think, you know, people come on, I work really hard. And I'm going, you only think you work fucking hard, son. See, if I showed you what I could do in a day, it'll literally make you look like a fucking kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you think you cared too much what people thought? Like back oh, then?
1: absolutely. And I got a buzz off showing off. Yeah. If, you know, yeah. I got a buzz off four hour sleep, five hours sleep a night, and literally smashed in the nineteen hours, not taking lunch breaks, not go. You know, just literally go, 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 and um, yeah, I loved showing off, and I got, I think I got a kick out of because people used to send you messages online, you're reading a fucking clock, you know, check me out. You know, it was definitely gave you a bit of self worth, but. If you're if that's where I was trying to find a part like number one I have lots of self worth so that's not but it was kind of complimenting but if that's where I was trying to find self worth like I was a fucking dickhead like, like
2: back then know. like leading up to that like, yeah. like what would a normal week look like for you or like what would a day look like for you oh gee that's in back then before, before when that happened yeah like leading up to that like what it, like Ugh. when you look back now yeah what are the things that you think fuck like what was I doing
1: right well the things that have made a massive difference now is that now I make time for myself and I make time for my health and I put me first Yeah. and I, I actually used to promote this about putting yourself first you know you got to be the best version of you to be the best version of everybody else mm. but really behind the scenes I wasn't doing it to myself I thought it was yeah. and I thought by me doing all this stuff um, number one I was bringing loads of money and I was you know, helping people and um, you know, employing people and doing all that sort of stuff and getting all the Instagram comments and Facebook comments and it was all great but um yeah, I wasn't actually looking after me. There was at no point really in the week where I was taking time out for Chris, you know, yeah. and I used to go for a, a, a massage every two weeks and I used to think that was, that was my chill out time. You know, I had 45 minutes in the tie time massage part across yeah. the no funny business ads, you know, <laughs> friends of mine <laughs> no and I was um, in the, not yet anyway, <laughs> and I was in for 45 minutes and I was like, yeah. And I used to come out of it feeling great. I was like, I mean, fucking let's go now. You know, let's get out. Tom Smith, let's smash the fuck out of Friday. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, it, it all built up. And so connecting the dots, as Bill Gates, is, or Steve Jobs, Steve was saying, sometimes you can only connect the dots looking backwards. See, connecting the dots of my life and my health and business and family and everything, <clears throat> looking backwards. I had no more capacity for anything else yeah. so I didn't I didn't build in capacity for me so what had happened was over the weeks over the months over the years previous my body was just storing all this stress and back then if you'd ever asked me was I stressed like stress can't even spell it don't even know what it is yeah. but literally my body was just building it up and it turned out from a breathing perspective I used to only breathe in the top half of my lungs right Cause, and that's I used to wonder how I could function so highly on so little sleep right and being an unfit fat bastard right and it turned out that what had happened was see by me only breathing in the top half of my lungs i had become um accustomed to this over my life because the doctors told me when i was a kid i had asthma and i was on asthma medication for 30 no 35 years i've stopped this year and i'm going to tell you about that in a minute and 35 years puffing puffers steroids blue fucking things whatever else all that sort of stuff i was only breathing shallowly And what that does is you have two nervous systems in your body. You have the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. Your sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight nervous system. Mm. Your parasympathetic is your rest and digest, right? So that's sort of whenever people are chilling out and meditating, you're doing deep breathing. You're breathing into the bottom of your lungs. You're firing off all those parasympathetic nerves that are telling your body to slow the fuck down and it's fine and everything's okay. And that's when it starts to eat up the stress and metabolize it and your body relaxes i was only breathing in the top half and this is like i'm talking years lads like decades of we short breaths is this something you like taught yourself to do yeah longer? this is just just it's just, it's just from having that that kind of asthmatic label where any time that i took a deeper breath yeah. it kind of gurgled up all the shit and then uh, i started coughing and choking yeah. so i taught myself just to breathe lightly and slowly so what i was doing is just firing off those nerves in my sympathetic nervous system and it's how I've had so much energy over all those years and was able to work on a little sleep. Yeah. My body was living off stress that I didn't know I was creating and body. I was metabolizing and I was using it and I had so much fucking energy all the time, yeah. like I'd go from doing all day and work to doing the bits and pieces of the coffee, doing the books, and then I was out DJing at half ten that night to three o'clock in the morning, and I'm the last guy in the DJ, I'm the last guy in the fucking dance room, I'm the fucking DJ, yeah. absolutely banging it out with all these young kids that are healthy and fit are smashed. I'm yeah. going like I'm I can fucking I can I don't even need to go sleep. I just go back to work. And I couldn't work out what it was. And yeah. it oh, turns out crazy. it's this, it is, it's amazing. It's this, this method of short breathing, sympathetic nervous system, keeping me built up on stress. But it just goes to show that only lasted for so long. Mm. And it got them uh, 38, what it was, no, 39, 39. And the yeah. fucking body just shut me down. I, I said, Not anymore, mate. I suppose. You're getting old and wrinkly. Like,
0: <laughs> looking at it from a logical perspective, and hindsight's a brilliant thing, but when you look at it, like, you're, you're obviously... You own all these businesses and you do all this stuff. So, like, you know, like, you could decide not to do an MC. You could decide not to do a DJ thing. But at the same time, you still need money. So the soot soot business and the coffee business is obviously something that just needs to happen. But then you're obviously a a father as well. Yeah. So, like, I would just say the fact that you're waking up at whatever God knows what time in the morning and you're just on it. Like, you're switched on. Yeah. And, like, I would say looking at it your body was like lad what the hell what the fuck? i know
1: like i can look you can look back in the videos and like my my thing for a while was like getting up in the morning at half seven. so in in the bed at about one or two o'clock sleep to half seven up get the decks on and wake my kids up blasting trance music <laughs> at half seven in the morning yeah. and my kids hated me for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they literally hate it but i got such a buzz off it yeah. it was it was on oh, oh man it was bad so going going forward now um, I have learned slow the fuck down yeah. Yes, I have taken my time to take time And I curious, this is the funny thing lads See when I look back at my social media I used to, I was giving people the answers that I needed yeah. And I wasn't taking my own advice yeah. Like another one of my wee slogans was take time to take time yeah. So I'm actually telling <laughs> other people oh, You're busy and you're panicking Take time, slow yeah. down In the meantime behind the scenes I'm not doing that yeah. And I never realised it I thought, you know, I'm alright I don't feel stressed i don't feel anxiety i can fucking smash this that guy needs rest not yeah. me he needs rest take time to take time so right write that down take time it's to take fun time. it's yeah.
0: funny though because i think i remember the first time we actually did bump into you in person was at nico's um it was the launch party Pride was it opinion party yeah yeah and i think i remember saying the one of you maybe it was leisha or something um that was with us at the time you, you were there, yeah. but you were just this entity bouncing about from place to place, like, <laughs> yeah. talking to this person you are straight over, and then you were doing, like, videos with Nico's little, like, um, I forget what, like, cardboard oh, cutout thing. Yeah, sure, I took and it on a tour. Oh, yeah. fuck, up hilarious. And then, like... Yeah. But I remember you looking back on it. It's like, your brain must just be... Because whenever we walked in, we were, like... As soon as someone went, free drink, we went, bar. Bar. Whereas you're <laughs> what just do you were just bouncing around going... How could I, like, do you know what I mean? This will be a good story. Oh, you know, talking to this person, this person, yeah. this person. Like, do well, you
1: think, in between my arrival at that party and my um, re-arrival at that party, I took Nico's Cutout on a fully guided tour of Belfast. I had it at City Hall. I had it at Harland and Wolff. I had it at Cave Hill. I had it at... <laughs> this
0: was during uh, the party. This was
1: during the party, right? Oh my God. I Where else did I have it? I had it up the Malone Road in the garage, Baron Suites. I had it all over the place and then I was able to this is in my that was in my smart car Like I, was, yeah. I had Nico Nico's cottage shoved in to the to the, the passenger seat <laughs> of my smart car with the roof retracted because his head stuck out of it the Odyssey had him at the Odyssey and then arrived back at the party and still went and schmoozed but that was I was just I swear to God like an energizer bunny what, what's the thought process like, I don't where, know where honestly, go like honestly do you know what see looking back at it now probably a whole lot of showing off and a yeah. whole lot of check what I can do and honestly I just I just have this this inner want to make people laugh and please people I was, still probably am but not as much of a level, a complete (coughs) people pleaser I just love making people happy I love it, it fucking gives me a buzz I don't know. Would I'd you be, say you are yeah. a bit of a class clown in school? I, I, I was the class idea. clown in school, yeah. yeah. And I was also, I was the divide between all the cool kids and all the, the geeks too. I yeah. was the guy in the middle that was friends with everybody. But I was also the teacher's worst nightmare because I was bright and I was I was good at school, you know, I got yeah. good, good results. And I was the guy that just fucked things up all the time and, you know, poured raspberry on the teacher's seat or flipping, you know, just was a real kind of clown. And I, I don't even know, I'm even thinking back to whenever I was a kid. Yeah, like I got loads of attention from mum and dad too. Like, you know, it wasn't like I was was lacking in attention. I actually think it's just the way I'm wired. And like my therapist tried to draw this out of me, Ross, as well. You know, you know, why is there that? Why has there always been because he followed me online? Why has there always been this need to be on the stories all the time and putting, you know, he, he would have put it, you know, there's Chris Suter and then there's Instagram Chris Souter, mm-hmm. you know, w- you know, and what happened was I had become my own avatar. I had just become Instagram Chris Souter, 80% Instagram and 20%, you know, husband, father and business owner. And he says, Chris, you know, we need to rotate that. It needs yeah. to be 80% husband, father and business owner and the wee social media dude just needs to be 20%. But there's no, like we tried to get into my head and get way back into my childhood and find out where this need for attention came from. I can't get it. I actually just think I'm just wired. I need to learn some jokes, lads. I yeah. could be a fucking comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't brilliant. I? Not see not if brilliant. I knew <laughs> any <laughs> jokes. Yeah. You know, but I don't. My jokes are shit. <laughs> people, you know, whenever you go around a table, oh, everybody tells jokes, say or tell a joke, are like, fuck, I don't know any jokes. Why did the chicken cross the road, you know? But um, yeah, I don't know, lads. I just get, you know, like some people, some people like playing the guitar. Some yeah. people like, you know, playing golf. I like playing golf. Some people like, you know, wh- whatever they like. I just like making people laugh. Yeah. know mm-hmm. it. Or Watching people smile whenever I'm talking. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's nice. Yeah. You know, it's a nice kind of human condition to want to help other people. And it's um, and that was not you know what there's so many dots again connecting with us looking backwards. I was helping so many people back then and actually yeah. counselling counselling them behind the scenes. Number one in the shop they would call and see me, and number two over over the gram. And I'm giving everybody all this advice. Mm. All the people that I would deal with, I had a bit sort of a good sort of seven or eight guys that were really struggling, suicidal, struggling, and they reached out to me to help them, and I'm giving them all this advice advice and again i just wasn't taking it myself so mm-hmm. that probably had a lot to do with too. i was taking on a lot of their shit. i'm not a qualified um what do you call it a qualified psychologist yeah. you know i haven't been taught the coping mechanisms to deal with people telling me their inner fucking demons and all the rest of it yeah and i was taking this in as well as running all the business as well as being a father as well as flipping doing all the instagram story as well as just trying to you know please everybody and it just lads it just got too much and it's you know we're only we're only humans at the end of the day yeah. we're only we flipping yeah. biological beings like we're not machines so what
2: are the biggest things you talk away from therapy like what's the things that you really learned from it oh flip
1: you? one of the one of the biggest things um was that i had a, my hang up and my trigger oh we need to hear this lads yes we need to, right, remind me about this right but see the panic attack right mm-hmm. my panic attack what we worked out Came from. I've have, I've have an issue called a sliding hiatus hernia, right? Which is your stomach is underneath your diaphragm, right? Pops up through your diaphragm through your esophagus. That's where your food goes into, right? Yeah. See the wee bit where it pops up through the esophagus. Your vagal nerve, your vagus nerve has a lot of nerve endings there, and your vagus nerve is what controls your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, right? And what had happened was, remember, I told you lads, I turned whenever I took the panic attack. I turned around to plug in my phone. Mm. At that point in time, I didn't know how to hiatus hernia, right? um i pop the hiatus hernia out through the diaphragm right Just so your, your stomach pops out through your diaphragm and that's what causes the wee hernia when it does that it freaks out the vagus nerve which then sends a message to your brain that says something's not right down here you need to fucking freak out you need to run away you know what i mean yeah. something's not right and that's where the that's where the panic attack came from um what what the therapist now then went on to on to work on was after that happened and the panic attack, I was hung up on my lungs and hung up on this breathing. Remember I told you went into this panic and I thought to myself, I'm asthmatic, told me I've got COPD, I'm going to fucking die, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I then got this hang up about my lungs and about my breathing. Yeah. And that then became the trigger for my anxiety and the trigger for my new panic. Yeah. And my, 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 my way that I couldn't barely deal with every flip. day. I just had this big, not a pain, but this big feeling of just doom and oh horribleness. But it was triggered by my breathing. What he kind of worked on me with at the point of the time is, Chris, can you can you climb a set of stairs? Yes, I can climb a set of stairs. Can you go out for a light jog? Yes, I can wait for a light jog. Can you, um, you know, can you take a deep breath and and breath without flipping without coughing? And I was like, mm, sometimes, most of the time, yes, I'm alright. He says, well, actually, you know, your lungs are probably you're probably in the top five percent of every human that can breathe. You can, you know, your lungs are fine. Yeah. Okay, you've got asthma, just you, you'll be fine. Yeah. and. It was him trying to reprogram my mind into thinking, see these things that I'm hung up on. Because this is what this is what um, therapy does: they find the triggers and find out what your what what your hang ups are, mm. and then they work on those to try and reprogram your brain. Because there's there's a thing called neuroplasticity, which, which is where you can see by by th- your thought process of taking in the um, the data, and instead of catastrophizing it, making it good. So all of a sudden, I was I was getting a tight chest. And, oh fuck! I'm gonna fucking die again. Can't die. Got a DJ set to do this night. Just fucking push on through it, suit No, it's just like I got a tight chest. Probably just you know stressed to be muscle the wrong way. I'm yeah. fine. And we started reprogramming my mind, and that was that was huge. And then after that, we get into uh, breath work and like cold dip therapy and stuff like that. Right. And since then, lads, like honestly, see this. I've now started to work on my lungs. And my breathing, and my breathing is now a fucking million, that's, I'm telling you. To the point where I do not take any asthma or any um, respiratory medication at all. And you remember, I had to tell it before, I was on it for 35 years. I was told at five years old, your son's got asthma, he needs to take that inhaler, he needs to take that inhaler, rest of his days. And that's what I did. I've taken them forever. Um, but since doing breath work cold depth therapy and just literally looking after myself and slowing down and learning how to relax my muscles pinging that parasympathetic nervous system being able to relax meditating doing a thing called the calm app every morning where I do 10 minutes of a guided meditation session it's my complete um, non-negotiable I do it every single morning in life I'm 340 no i 342 days into it doing it every single day this has allowed me to actually rethink my respiratory problems and i haven't been on medication now for six months i breathe like an absolute champion racehorse i'm still a wee bit fat so i'm not fit mm. right <laughs> so i still get out of breath on a treadmill yeah. right and i'm working on that although i'm going to the sphinx after this don't tell a blade and i'm going <laughs> for a kebab because it's so close you're going to sit in the car and eat it uh, i cannot fucking wait i'm in her new car too i'm going to stink it out She's it's going to be raging a a nose, um yeah my lungs are a million bucks but yeah. they're just goes to show you how the brain is so Infl- it's so powerful but it's also so flu- so influential too mm. and it's amazing what a little bit of education and a little bit of research does and this is one of the things that I now promote a lot which is for people to do the work work out what's wrong with you Dude, Like we have these mobile phones in our hand we have the most powerful utility that humans have ever and had in their life the amount of information that's out there and like I am pretty sure that I have, I have maybe not cured my asthma, but I actually don't think I had asthma. I just yeah. think I had a bit of a wheeze as a kid, and I've been shoved on these, um, these um, mm-hmm. medications yeah. for my whole life. And yeah. that a lot of it has just been um, that has been driven through inflammation and just breathing the wrong way. You know what I mean? I've yeah. never been a terribly active kid. I used to play football as a kid and stuff like that, and um, but never te- always had this label in my head: as, I'm asthmatic. You know, yeah. I taken healers every day, I'm asthmatic. Going, you know, I can't you know, I can't run. I'm asthmatic. You know, I had this fucking label and I've literally let it go and learnt ways of breathing that I say, lads, my breathing's great. And that has also helped me with the anxiety mm. and it's also given me this great tool. Like as I say, when I was coming down to do this, I was flipping half shite myself, right? Yeah. But I was able to sit in the car, I was able to slow it down, I was able to do a bit of breathing, and I came out of it pff, pure calm. Yeah. Class. So yeah. yeah, lot. It's been a flipping. It's been a journey. It's mad and how.
0: Everything guess is still good. Like it's mad how though. Looking at it now, you are like more aware of when you are maybe slipping into a bit of a panic, like on your way down here. Yeah. And you're thinking I have to trudge through all this shit and bring it back up again. Which apologies.
1: Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> my persistence paid off. You You
0: But like at the same time, it's mad how you probably were under more pressure two three years ago and
1: didn't oh it was fine no it never happened once And actually part of again Ross in in the background what kind of drove me to come and do the podcast first with you guys you're all young you're all entrepreneurial you're going to you're going to grind like mad over the next 15-20 years of your life and if you can take anything from this conversation is see when you feel things are getting a wee bit too much and you feel you're pushing yourself a wee bit too much just slow it down. Just back yeah. it off. Just turn 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 the knob down to nine instead of ten. Yeah. See, whenever I used to feel myself getting a wee bit too much, I turned it up to eleven. I had this this paradigm, this 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 wiring in my head it was like, I can't let people down. Mm-hmm. So see, when I'm at ten, I'm fucking going to eleven. And I'm doing it, and then all of a sudden, yeah. get my four or five hours sleep, and wake up, and go, ah, great, easy, bingo, let's go again. But um, now I hit ten. I haven't quite hit ten in the last. I've probably hit nine over the last sort of eight, nine months. And when I hit nine, I dial it back to five. I'd say I'd do my sauna now. I bought a wee sauna for the house. i do my cold dip, do my meditation and breath work. And I would spend probably, in an average day, I would spend a good hour throughout the day, you know, bits and pieces of the day, on me, on myself, on my mind. And that has made me a much better, wiser, calmer, better business person, better father, better husband, better flipping, better, honestly, lads, better everything, which is why... You know, I don't look back at what happened in a negative sense. It was yeah. awful at the time and it, whenever you asked me and i started talking about it I started feeling a wee bit woo. You know, it was it was a horrific time in my life. But now looking back, it was a necessity. Yeah. It had to happen. It was either that or I was going to take a heart attack, you yeah. know, yeah. And, and die. And that's no good to anybody, particularly me. Yeah. And um yeah, it's made me it's it's made me realise that, yes, work hard, but not too hard. And yeah. that's kinda where I'm that's kind of where I'm at now. Still, but there's still lots of stuff going on. I just kind of, yeah, have to take a wee bit of a, nope. a step back every now and no again. No one, what
2: do you know now? Like, what would you say to yourself, maybe like three years ago? Three years, like a ago, yeah. of years ago, yeah. I would it?
1: say, I, like, do you know what? Tell me, I, <laughs> get up, get out, and get to bed. <laughs> I would, I would probably say, just get up, get out, and get fucking at it and go to eleven. Because <laughs> do you know what? See back then, that's us see, looking back at it, I had a whale of a time, mm. and yeah. I mean, I still have a wheel of a time now. But when I look back at the amount of stuff that I used to get done in a week. And then get all the messages, all you know, all the, um, what do you call it? Whenever you get, you know, DMs. Yeah. No, whenever you get it on your phone. um Not justification. There's a term for it. and uh, No, oh. but you know, consul- oh, what do you call it? Whenever gratification, people- gratification, oh God, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're getting that gratification of people sending you messages, Chris, how do you do it? Yeah. And I'm like, fucking check me out. I can do it. If you see me busy today, where do you see me tomorrow? <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna fucking get knocked apart. Um, yeah, whenever look like, back, for oh I had some crack like, and some of the stuff. Like, do you remember one of the, one of the coolest stories? <laughs> coolest stories about me being a wanker was um, I had made a bit of a bollocks up on a on a on a guy's wedding where he had ordered bespoke tartan. So we had a mill make this tartan for his wedding, right for mm, yeah. for his family because the, no one wove this tartan, so we'd have it made. I didn't read the small print from the mill that said they only weave it in half width. So we, we make we make suits and stuff from um, fabric that's one point five meters wide, right? Yeah. So I ordered seven meters of fabric, thinking it was coming one point five meters wide to cut out all these waistcoats and make waistcoats. It came seventy-five centimeters wide, which we had half oh. the fabric, right? It took three months to weave, right? Oh, His wedding's God. in two weeks. Right? So um and it's a very bes- he had a very bespoke look that he was looking for and honestly like shit that was one of those times shit, shit that set at the fan you know i was probably too busy the day that i put the order in didn't fucking read it didn't take my time you didn't do my due diligence fucked it up so um <laughs> anyway man
0: who has a wedding in a month and a half yeah <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> worry, if you rug me up i went bro here i
1: have you know the suit you want, you know the suit you have, you, have
0: you, you know them waistcoats yeah i've got half of it in yeah <laughs> i'd be like
1: well, I'm having a mental breakdown I now. know. Cause, and and chief, to be fair, to be fair, the fella, he did. Yeah. He did. And right enough, he came in and blew a gasket. And I was like, I know, mate, I'm so sorry, but I can do another body. He says, well, Chris, you fucking sort something out. And I was just like, fuck. Holy shit. How do I do this? So what I did was, anyway, I forget. um, Yeah. Craig, if you watch this, Craig Lockhart, love lovely fella. Right. It was Lockhart. And we phoned up um all different mills and found a mill in Scotland that had a similar version of a family tartan that he may have take as a substitute. Mm-hmm. So, but all of a sudden, after all this toon and fro and toon and fro- and toon and, fro- and we only had four days left. So his wedding's like, say, on the Friday, and this was on the Monday. And I'm like on the mill, guys, can you send this out? And we go, no, we can't get to this to Saturday. And I was like, Saturday's wedding's on the Friday? What the fucking make? We have to get the fabric to the mill, to the workshop, to make the damn waistcoats? How's this gonna work? so I was like the only way it's going to work is if I drive over and I get it oh, fuck me. so nice. what I did was I booked <laughs> smart car I booked a fucking um, a a boat that night so this is at half three in the afternoon booked a boat for ten o'clock get into the smart car the tartan smart car got on the boat done the overnight boat got off the boat at six o'clock in the morning no, no it was a be short one got off the boat at two o'clock in the morning drove cross country to, of Scotland to Selkirk got lost in the middle of it right sat in Avenue went shit phone died found Selkirk by six o'clock in the morning S- slept for half an hour Got into the girls At 7 o'clock They then pulled out The tartan Cut the tartan Gave it to me I then drove another Five hours Down to our workshop In Leeds Gave the stuff to them In Leeds Went to a local park In Leeds For an hour and a half Had a kip Got back out Went back to the um, Workshop in Leeds at about 2 o'clock Drove five hours Back up the road To Carlisle Got back on another boat Across the flipping Belfast and was back in my bed Back in the bed For half ten The next night After doing 885 <laughs> miles yeah. And driven for I think was 19 of those hours. Fucking hell. And we had, here, tell you what, Guy went to his, went to his wedding on the woody it on the Friday and had a ball and his pictures, pictures look great. And of course, social media, flipping Instagram on right. the whole thing. But that was just like, I found that hilarious and found yeah. it normal. And people who can go and, you know. Any other uh, suits up just would have been. a Just be like, went, oh, sorry. Like. Yeah. But even any other person would just went, I'm not fucking driving. I'm not going across. Yeah. I'm not taking the car to Scotland to pick up the stuff to drive with the Leeds to wait in the leads to drive back. You know, I'm just not doing that. No, that's yeah. not, not happening. But that was me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this happen for the kid. People pleasing again, Ross. You know what I mean? Yeah. People pleasing. I was like, I cannot have him think Chris Suter is a wanker. So I'm going to go above. The, you know, I'm going to actually. It actually turned out into a massive positive because we've got such. Um, engagement in the story because I was obviously Instagramming it every step of the way. That, yeah. Up, yeah, It was amazing. But, you know, it was stuff like that because then I just got, stri- I didn't take the next day off. I just got straight back up and straight into work and done probably, maybe not something as mad, but had a similar sort of day the next day and just fucking kept it See, lit.
0: a lot of people, like when they talk about the whole people pleasing thing, they always like to relate it back to like a childhood thing. Yeah. I get that you've obviously explored that with someone who's probably a lot more qualified than I am. Yeah. But like, it's interesting because where like do you think that's came from owning your own business yeah and it being like my name's on the door you had him one you know what i mean yeah and it's like right if this guy doesn't get a tartan waistcoat today yep. there's shit to pay yeah and like and it's not just my name yeah. it's my father's name but then as yep. well as that there's also starting like the suit shop but then your instagram account's pretty big and then you start like you've that access twenty four seven to people and yeah. it's like, dude, was it just a kind of thing where it's like as soon as you wake up it's like, How do I yeah grow a follow not grow a following but how do I engage these people and do it better than what I did yesterday? Yeah. I think you touched on it on a thing on a put po- I seen a post recently about well not recently about way back about the Souter Cottage thing yeah. you were saying. Part of your issue was you commercialized everything. commercialized everything, and
1: yeah. still, Ross, honestly, still didn't. Took about six months off during my kind of rehab, if you want to think about that there, where I was kind of recalibrating everything and recalibrate my life. Took a good six months off, where I again rewired my brain, say stop looking at things and trying to commercialize. Like I'm looking at going, I could flipping, I could buy them microphones off fucking Amazon and sell them to podcasters for a profit. Mm. You know, I'm trying to trying to not commercialize everything for a while, but again you know, connecting it off, sticking backwards, it's just me, it's just the way I'm wired, you know, it's just built in me, and I do, I get a kick out of it, if you know what I mean, I really, really, I I, I enjoy the whole business aspect of things, and trying to, trying to turn something profitable, and trying to, again, help people with what we're doing, you know, there's, as the way I kind of approach business, if you do anything really well, and you do it to the best of your ability, the profit just comes, you know it's actually um, passion before profit but talking about Nico he robbed that in me and he keeps using it he's a been bastard <laughs> passion before profit um, that's what kind of keeps making me tick but definitely with the advent of social media and Facebook and reviews and all that sort of stuff I'm very much aware that my dad built up a really good reputable business and I think as I touched before with the family the family name the Souter name is just a really good reputable name you know where none of us sell drugs or shoot people or you know what I mean have really horrible lives and you know and, and nasty we're all nice people it's convenient and too for the line of business it? Oh, it is. it's a good name it works it's a good name <laughs> and my granny was Taylor by the way <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I know well, Gra- well, my well, grand- grand- <laughs> Yeah, Sammy Souter Rachel Taylor married and then had my dad and then had me so it's mental um, <laughs> you know, so there is that, and that was always something that was drilled in just being brought up is that you know, you have to respect the name because mm-hmm. the family are also respectful. And you know, whenever like they grew up in Monaghan, and as I said, I had one shoe between 10 of them, like one of those literally grew up in a shack, and oh, it was horrible. But they were all very proud of who they were, very proud people, very proud yeah. to have that family name, and yeah. everything was always very well done. and. Mm-hmm. Um, they really give it all and that's definitely been drilled into me and that's probably where a lot of the people pleasing comes from because I just don't want the fucking negative review or people to even think bad of me because you know what I am I try to be a really good person so whenever somebody slags me off it fucking hurts and Mm -hmm. it pisses me off do you know what I mean like you don't you know people that don't know me um that Like fuck, even Steven on the way down here, there's a fucking neighbor man that hits me, and I mean hits me. He actually tried to fight me one time. Whenever <laughs> I bought this kit car, I bought this Hayabusa engine kit car, and the very first day I had, actually, I had just brought it home, and whenever I um I brought it home, I took it out for the first time, and I flipping came out of the driveway sideways, and this is a motorbike engine kit car. It screams right, and I went up the flipping hill like a million miles an hour. And I thought, this is fucking great, I love this. And, and then I took it nice and easy, coming into my residence there on the way home. and parked it up in the garage, all of a sudden this big fucking bruising cut comes <laughs> dandering into my flipping garage. Was that you, Bob? Did you just go up there? And I said, like, yeah, I am gonna fucking knock your bollocks in. And he started chasing me around the garden <laughs> in my own garage, I <laughs> swear to God and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa and I'm like, what the fuck, what's going on I'm going to fucking kill someone that fucking thing. and I was like, whoa I, I, so I got him calmed down, right I got him calmed, before I knocked this box in you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I got him calmed, I just didn't want him to get hurt yeah, you know what I mean bro, <laughs> bro but, you don't know who you're you know, man, he so fucking well. <laughs> calmed down anyway, after screaming at him to calm down he calmed down and um, anyway, went down and up the hill and actually his wee son came down um, about his wee son must follow me on Instagram because his wee son came down and knocked the door and I was like, you know I was like, I was like I'm so sorry about my dad. He's going through a hard time, blah, blah. And he's seen you driving like a dickhead. And anyway, blah, and that was fine. But driving down the road there tonight, he was standing outside, and the other said, I haven't seen him. Literally, haven't seen him since. And that yeah. was, I bought the kit car two years ago, three years ago, maybe. But two or three years ago, I haven't seen him since. Driving down, I was just like, you know, hey, maybe he's calmed down a bit. And I waved at him there in the road, he's just going, <laughs> <laughs> he just watched me down the road and it's like, he fucking hits me still <laughs> like my god but that sort of that sort of shit Russ annoys me but well it would have annoyed me more before now yeah. with the whole meditative set of things I have learned just to let things go and I'm really good at that you know whenever I can sit down at night and you go through a few mantras and just think things you need to let go things that are annoying you things that are causing you stress things that are you know creating making you breathe shallowly things that are yep. building up you know? <sighs> Just learn to let them go. So I'm gonna do that tonight. He's getting let go tonight, whether he likes it yeah. or not. <laughs> he comes down tries to knock my bollocks in the game. But yeah, uh very good Flip some crack like. What a what about like
0: obviously your perspective of everything, but like what what was the family's perspective of everything in terms yeah, of Yeah, like, tough
1: tough because again like I come from an entrepreneurial family and, like everybody's busy and yeah. like um busy to the point where they all seen it coming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was that was tough for them to watch because like they would have said, you know, Chris, would you fucking wise up? What do you need? Yeah. You don't need to be out these many nights a week and you don't need to be doing all this and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, No, I do, I do, I fucking do, I love it. I get a buzz off it, trust me, He's like you. So there um, competition last back there with the family. See who know, works the hardest sort of thing. No, well, well fuck. maybe now you asked that question maybe there was Glad do you, know? you don't yeah. need a therapist you need me and jay do you know, I said, do you, honestly maybe there was <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Every week. because again you know we we are a very hard worker everybody has had to work for yeah. for their money and you know and work to get to where they are in life and yeah part of me probably was again maybe with my obsession with being the best of everything or being the as good as I can be. I knew my I knew or sorry, I thought I knew my capacity back then was just more than anybody else. Yeah. Like literally I can fix anything. See if this fucking table broke, I can fix it. See if this microphone fell apart, I'll solder it back together and fix it. I just have this this way. This flipping this this drive to want to be the best at everything, and I think mm-hmm. you're right. I probably wanted to be known as I uh, Chris. He's the flipping hardest working shooter of all the shooters. Yeah, and they all used to tell me to flip and calm it down and slow it down. I just went why that on what in one, in one area, out the other. And then when it happened, it was kind of like you know they didn't want to come to me and say <laughs> fucking told you so, Christopher. You know when I'm lying there and in, sh- in a fucking shit heap. Yeah. So um yeah there. Yeah, that was probably tough for them, too, because they did see it coming. And, you know, I did make a deal with my brother, particularly because he's my business partner in the shop. that going forward, I wouldn't get back to the level that I was at. And that's always mm. prominent, and I'll, I'll hold that. I'm still busy, and I'm probably busier now than I want to be. Mm. But there's a lot of good stuff happening around. Another project about to happen right now, which is going to be amazing. In um, Donegal. I um, can't speak about it, but it's going to be amazing. Um so I'll, I'll hold that promise with him that I'll not go back to the way it was. And that's yeah. actually a good promise because I don't, the more I don't want to let him down and the more I don't want to let myself down. I think if I did go back to that way, I'd be letting myself down mm-hmm. big time because, again, I'm now starting to do what I preach. Remember I was telling you used to give everybody the advice before but never take it myself. I'm now back kind of mentoring a few people behind the scenes and I'm giving them advice but I'm taking it myself this time too and I'm yeah. kind of proud of myself that way too. You know, I'm actually yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking listen you know i'm being a good lad i'm slowing it down i'm meditating i'm telling these guys to do that and i'm actually doing it whereas it used to be i'll do it tomorrow and then never do it tomorrow you know it's a it's a a weird it's a weird
0: position i would say for you to be in it's probably a very like chaotic because you're probably looking at things and going if i go too hard i'm gonna go bang yes and if i do nothing i'm gonna go back well you see one of those it's things there's a fine line there. i have a
1: wee bit of a niggle at the minute that i just fucking have to you know members talking about the dial and the knob you know i've been to nine a few times in the last eight months part of me's thinking dad just give it a wee fucking 10 just to see what happens <laughs> do you know what i mean just fucking give it a go and actually this this um last week was, was sort of tight a wee bit. It was I last week would have been a nine because I was doing a I was doing a, a DJ gig a couple of kids but I was doing a DJ gig on Saturday night called pop World right? Down in Bennett's and put it down. And like I'm like, what the fuck even is Pop World? And I said we <laughs> could see books. yeah I'll do that, no bother. And then after flipping hung up with I am like, what the fuck do I know how to do Pop World? I do flipping E D M and hip hop and you know, my trance and I don't do trance in clubs. I do like a, a like a dance music style set and R and yeah. B and stuff like that. I was like, what the fuck's Pop World? You know he goes like, I know Westlife and One Direction. I'm like I don't have any of that. No problem, Chris. I can do. It. I'm gonna fucking have any of those tracks. Yes, no problem. I can do that. And that was the old me. The old me was say yes, and then work out how you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of two or three days. My brother had left. He was away on holiday. So I was running the shop on my own. And the coffee shop was going good. And there was lots of stuff going back. We just sold the coffee truck. And I was helping Marty out getting it set up. And like I'm trying to find room within that to get on the, on the um, the net and download the tunes that I need to get. And again, me trying to be the best at it. I'm. Every night, lying up in bed, watching pop world videos of all the other different pop worlds around the country, seeing what tunes they use, writing them down, creating a flipping list of stuff I have to download. Built that up the end of the Friday. Couldn't get near my computer to download it. Had to bring my computer into work with me on both Thursday, Friday and Saturday. The shop was so fucking busy, I couldn't get at it. So it was Saturday and I have no tunes. Do you know what I mean? I'm going, I have to go tonight. There's probably, you know, three or 400 people coming in to watch me play and play tracks. (laughs) I've got, you know fucking hip-hop and they're here for pop world and um. but thankfully i got a wee space in the afternoon and i got lots of it downloaded and that was fine but that was a wee point you know a wee pointer back the way i used to be which was saying yes to being a yes man yeah. saying yes to stuff that i really just say do you know what pop world because don't have the tracks you know he'll find another DJ. you'll get another i'll do the next week you know i'll go back to standard dance music um but no i was like yep and i was like fuck that's back that's the kind of the old me starting to creep in yeah. But lads being the old me, fucking smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely epic to the point where I actually sent Chrissy and the guys at Bennett's a message the next day Same saying, Here, time tomorrow Can night. we do proper because <laughs> I do i resident in there last Saturday of every of every um of every month, uh, Bennett's put it down. Cool spot. And um I thought, like, can we do it next 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 time? Like there was me playing one direction in the middle of a set. And I'm yeah. telling you, lads, through the video after it. It was absolutely amazing so you're right so you know where dj said goes dj's try to throw your wee curveballs to keep the dance floor and keep everybody just kind of wondering what's going on so you're maybe playing some kind of pop music and then you go into a bit of dance music and then all of a sudden you just flip and spin it back and come straight into the story of my life by one direction <laughs> <laughs> and i'm telling you the place just went nuts and then you follow up by Julian or flipping dancing queen by abba and all these kids that are out, get wiped off their face probably getting, you know, (laughs) having the best night of their life, (laughs) expecting dance music, and they're getting ABBA, and I'm just going, this is fucking great. I actually took a video of the One Direction, and this is so surreal. Never did I think that my DJ, the epitome of my DJ life would be playing in a small bar in Portadown, playing One Direction, to a load of flipping young people who are loving it. But uh, yeah, so the dial went to nine, um last week i would say but there is that we just give it a fucking 10 and it's gonna have to go to 10 over the next couple of months on this new mm-hmm. this new donegal project but um yeah cool so we'll see we'll see what happens the good thing is um, i've got i've got the tools now that if i do get overwhelmed again i know that i have the tools to deal with it yeah you know and yeah. i know that if that kind of anxiety type thing came and hit me again or a panic attack that number one it will not last that's the thing because that's the thing when you go through therapy this is part of what happens too it does not last. Nothing lasts. You, you practice this this thing called impermanence, mm-hmm. which is that everything in life is not permanent. Everything comes and goes. No matter yeah. what it is, people come and go. You know, fucking microphones come and go. Podcasts come and go. Feelings come and go. Emotions come and go. Problems come and go. Success comes and goes. Everything comes and goes. And see that see when you can start working on that and sinking it into your brain. It stops you then worried about stuff as as much you still will worry about it right yep. but it stops you worrying about it so if I have another panic attack anytime soon number one it will be shit and it'll make me feel shit but I know categorically you know 10-15 minutes will be gone and if I wake up the next day like I did before and I'm numb I'm like you know what fine it's just a panic attack it's the anxiety working out it's just my brain I'll be fine do you know what I mean and I'll just mm-hmm. be able to lean into it and mm-hmm. push through it so it's having the tools lads is is why I'm not as such worried about going to 10 again but I am gonna try and keep it at nine, just yeah. for everybody else. fucking so they don't get any more family pointing, you know, told yeah. you so. <laughs> <laughs> pointing. and saying I told you without saying I told you yeah. so. You know, stroking my back on son, it's gonna be. And they're going, fucking told you so, son. You know. Yeah. So,
0: oh, flip. It's interesting to get a perspective on everything because, like, I know there's. You know, we think about people who are in business, and as you say, like dialing it up to ten, but you even see it like people around our age who are now getting into the world of influence and yep. like social media and everything we had this conversation a while ago where it's kind of like everything's just like we will go out on a night out and we'll see like oh there's this cool things happen this be in the moment or concerts even whereas other people go out and they're like i need to film this yes i need to get this up on instagram yes or i need to do this because it would make a cool instagram photo. yes and then people are switched on like 100 percent of the time and it's interesting to get you know well that was me it's c yeah. to be fair
1: Rossi, it's st- it's probably still me i still see an instagram story on everything and yeah yeah you know at, at some point you have to you know I, well, at some point six for six months i tried again turn that knob way down yeah mm-hmm. and my instagram again i was maybe posting one or two stories a day and that was that was kind of about it but um it got to the point now with the therapy what we tried to do was build in um i could slow down and keep the the therapist would keep telling you, just slow down and prioritize that's mm-hmm. the two terms that he used to say to me time and time and time again it's just chris slow down and prioritize so at the, at the end of the, you go through a session and have a chat and it was great you used to just walk around belfast and talk and all the rest and so at the end of it right what's my takeaways he says chris slow down and prioritize and that still rings in my head slow down and prioritize So, so prioritize family prioritize health prior well sorry prioritize health first prioritize family prioritize structure prioritize routine prioritize not putting other people first right and that was fine but he says now what we're doing with that is we're slowing you down to a new level that that then becomes your habit your habitual habit that's how you then live your life and take your life going forward Mm -hmm. and then see when that happens you actually build capacity to speed back up again a wee bit because you've cut out a lot of shite in your life that wasn't really doing you any good right and that you thought you needed but then you've obviously found that by slowing down cutting out shit and prioritizing you didn't actually need that shit because your life's actually just as good now maybe if not a wee bit better it's with lazy, with I? less in it and you're like, yes it is So just, once that happens you keep that standard level mm. and then you can speed it back up a wee bit so that's where i've been on kind of the last three four months is on well, that kind of ramp back up stage yeah um and that's because i've been able to build the capacity into my life to be able to ramp it up mm. and but i always just need to remember i now just have this baseline set that see whenever i can ramp it up I now know I can drop it back down again. Yeah. And that's what I didn't have before. I just ramped it up lads and I was there and then I ramped it up and I was there and then I ramped it up to a point where there's just, you know, there was only so much physical stuff a human could do in one day. Mm. And that's where I was at for so long. um, And that's not where I, I don't ever want to be there again. Cause as, yeah. as you can see lads, it fucking, it doesn't work. You know, you, yeah. I, mean, you I don't know if you've had any of those kind of crazy mentory type people on that give it. you know what I mean? you know give it what I used to give it but in a much more aggressive kind of this is what you fucking gotta do to win you gotta go 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 mm-hmm. you know it it works for a short period of time but it doesn't work forever and if you don't fucking realise it and you don't get mm-hmm. a, get a cap on it you just blow up that's yeah. just human nature it's just yeah. it is. we're not built for it yeah so yeah what,
0: what, what are your thoughts on the sort of that, that oh that clicky that,
1: yes that's in like the, the influencer type stuff Though
0: And in terms of you know people who are on and they're like give it 100% give it everything every day well
1: let's just say like, see over here i know everyone ross as you know and i generally flip and know what they're all about and what's said on instagram and what's said on podcasts is not exactly what happens behind the scenes i was i always thought i was a wee bit different than that because what you seen on instagram was exactly to yeah. the letter what you got out of me anybody that ever met me say huh do you know i used to see on instagram and you get up get out get at it, and i just thought you know you're fucking numpty and you were lying that you know was, what I mean that was funny enough that
0: was the only question that, I'm, for, that was asked that I'd managed to not fit in to Yes. the thing someone
1: asked is he always like that 100% of the time 100% of the time <laughs> categorically in fact it was worse there was yeah. stuff that I couldn't even fit on my Instagram stories it was that metal yeah. I think we got um, that realisation the first time we did the podcast it was like, uh, he's actually that like that all the time. Life, and, I'm actually, and to be fair lads I'm, I'm, I'm even feeling within this podcast like if you know my speech is sped up and like the whole thing i'm fucking ready to go lads. we're gonna party after this (laughs) you know we're going going fucking going to sphinx (laughs) (laughs) kebab and then a rave with a lovely breath (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i just have to i just have to keep control of that that i don't need to pretend not sorry, not pretend because that wasn't i don't need to be anyone else other than just who i am and Mm -hmm. and you know and try and not flipping uh, I've actually forgot. I've actually not. Hold it. Tell me that. Ask me that question again, Ross. My mind it's went just, blank. It's just obviously like we were
0: talking before we started and like on TikTok and on like that. Obviously, this is the one thing that you kind of see always popping up and we're always, we always kind of take the best oh, The motivation off it. So is it? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? You're sitting there <laughs> playing PlayStation for an hour and a No, you should be drop shipping. You yeah. should be yeah. finding out ways to, you know, so your grandparents' money or whatever could live on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I the, don't know. The, it's the like grind. Ma- yeah. Like no, your kids' kids can have money. Yeah. Like what is. Uh, what's my take on that? You know, on that.
1: see, to be fair, there is, there's definitely a lot of good in it. There's a lot of lesson that you could take out of it. Um, but I think it needs caveated with, you got to look out for yourself. You got to look after yourself. And if you can build capacity to be epic at drop shipping or doing whatever else, as long as you build in to your lifestyle a little bit of time for yourself. Yeah, categorically, like that's but that's probably one of the biggest eureka moments that i have had in the last year is that speaking to so many super successful people that i know personally and super successful people that i don't even know personally that the really successful ones all have been able to build spare time for themselves and i didn't know that you know what i mean i was i was the guy just push 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 all the time and i just thought that's what they did because you know what i mean that's what you see on their their gram and all the rest of it but literally, you know, you'd speak to one guy who, uh, we've one really good customer who's a flipping billionaire. He'll only work, he'll only work four days a week. You know, I used yeah. to think he would be running his businesses seven and days. he's multiple seven days a week. He says, no, he says, I only do four. He says, I pay people to run them for me. Mm-hmm. He says, and within those four days, those people come to me and tell me what I need to know. And then I tell them what I want them to do. And then three days I play golf. He says, Look, I let go to the golf <laughs> course and I play golf. And he says, then sign I'll sign me up. <laughs> I know. And I'm thinking, fuck is that you know you're yeah. a billionaire and he says yeah that's what I've done I says I've hired really really good people to manage my shit for me so I don't have to and I pay them really well and they then work for me really hard and that's how it's built my wealth up and I was like fuck yeah other people and then the control freak in me is going I don't fucking want other people to run my stuff <laughs> no. I want to do it all myself because that's what I do so um, yeah, that's probably one of the probably one of the most eureka moment things that all these people that I all these peers that I used to look up to, mm-hmm. I didn't know that they meditated. I didn't know that they did cold. They used to go, and, you know, they would going, Many of them go cold dips in the sea, and I used to, you know, just I just didn't know. That. I just thought you had to grind all the time. So yeah. yeah, I think those like TikTok, those memes and those reels and stuff like that, Rossi, are, are very good, and they should be used as um, motivation. To kind of kickstart you, but they shouldn't be used as um, inspiration. You know, inspiration is something that will make you do something for a long time. You know, you shouldn't be inspired to work 25 hours a day, 8 days a week. You know, you should be motivated to start, but you should be inspired to have a go- an end goal and work out a nice, clean healthy way of getting to that goal so but that's not you know that's not going to get the clicks that's not going to get the likes that's yeah. not going to get yeah. the views you know the, the people get the views through by being sensationalist yeah. and going yeah work 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 that's what you gotta do blah blah, blah. and people go oh fuck yeah that's what i need to do and they'll be motivated for a day and they'll be like oh back to playing the playstation no, fuck that yeah. You know, so for me, I watch more inspirational stuff. I watch more business. I listen to lots of podcasts. The um, that Steve um, Steve Barrs Darius CEO is just fucking gold. Um, yeah. So rather than watch those kind of motivational style people that like you know like Goggins, you know like yeah. David Goggins, it's just you know lightweight. You know, <laughs> who's gonna carry the boats? <laughs> <laughs> he's just you know. For me, I respect him for what he is and what he's doing. But I think he's. A lot of his content is actually harmful, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. there are young um entrepreneurial people, particularly um probably around your age too, that are that are looking for that flipping drive like, I need to be like Gawkins, I need to be doing ultra marathons. Mm -hmm. I'm you know, just push your body to the fucking point of where it's busted. And you know, there are certain people I think in life that can just, you know, that are just different. Mm -hmm. Gawkins is built different. You know, him telling everybody to fucking, you know. You don't know me, son. You don't know me, so Who's going to carry the book? You know, that's, you know, doing 500 fucking chin-ups. You know, there's only <laughs> going to be, you know, five or ten people in the whole of humanity that can do that. So, you know, young guys or young girls um, sitting in their bedroom watching that, I don't think that's beneficial. I think it's interesting to watch. But the likes of Steve Jobs, or Steve Jobs, Steve and um, Stephen Bartlett interviewing Cody Sanchez, who she's the girl that does the boring businesses, there's loads of gold in yeah. that pod right yeah. where people yeah young, okay, young entrepreneurs are going to be watching going that's inspirational that's going to give me something to work on going forward that i can actually use instead of fucking goggins telling you to carry boats it's cody saying you know what work out how to flipping self or not sorry you know um fund the business through business funding through through you know buy a business with no money mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and she actually goes through some of her her rationale on how she has bought businesses with no money about maybe going to an elderly owner and says right i want to take on your business and we'll split it up over i'll pay you over the next five years with the profits yeah. and you she's know the girl does the TikToks. she's it? the girl who does TikToks, instagram yes. i love her she's great I she's done one of like power washing businesses and stuff like that there but she's, she's the girl just, with the laundromats with the yeah, laundry laundromats, that's yeah. how she's made her, her made her millions yeah know they're brilliant like it's so in- interesting like everyone's just always coming from the aspect of all oh, you need to be doing like Finance or something like that. There I don't to make money, but just random things. Like she's just, just you'd never thinking. Boring, think boring businesses exactly. is her is her USP. Yeah. But yeah, that's honestly, that's where I'm at with the whole motivational thing. Yeah. And I would always have put myself out as a motivator and not an inspirer, but I'm hopefully now kind of making that transition. A realistic mm. speaker uh-huh. Absolutely. And do you know what? Actually I did funny enough thinking back, I did one event in that eight or nine months. Again, I wouldn't want to let the guys down for the young professional young professionals academy or something like that big event at crumlin road and they put me on stage this was like a month after my breakdown like put me on stage with um other really kind of influential business people and david mead was interviewing us and he david kind of i mean david are good friends he kind of knew what to ask me and i literally poured my heart out to those guys on stage a month after horrendous i honestly felt awful fuck honestly it was her- a fucking horrendous and it gets worse See, you being back to being the S yes man after that they had asked me to interview tony mccoy on the same day on the same stage <laughs> so there's me i've just done this poured my heart out to these four or five hundred young entrepreneurs and you know kind of told them to work hard and not too hard stuff and then literally i have to fucking i have to interview sir tony mccoy live in front of them have no questions don't know much about him that was me just throwing myself in at the deep end. Yeah. That was post breakdown, yeah. and that I think Tommy um, actually sent me off on another like month and a half of just <laughs> yeah. pure anxiety and like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Why can I not to say no to people? Yeah. This is before so, even learned any of the coping mechanisms. That was that was ju- I was during and at that point in time J two like I was, you know, you have to stick at med- meditation mm-hmm. and you have to stick at breath work. You know, I did for about the first three weeks. I was like, "It's fucking bollocks." Yeah. You know what I mean, this is doing nothing for me. I'm doing these flipping, these 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 um, breathwork exercises, doing nothing. I'm sitting here trying to meditate. I'm fucking fidgeting. I don't, you know, what I mean, I'm thinking, "What's he doing over there?" What you know, and there's nobody in the room. I'm like, "Going, have oh, no look at that nice cushion. I'm like, oh, fucking meditate, right? Okay, jeez, look at the stain that carpet. and Meditate. You know, there's um. It took me a while. I just, mm. I, I again, me wanting to be the back to being, want to be the best at everything. Yeah. I was like, I am fucking pushing at this i'm going to be the best meditator i can be i'm going to be the best breathwork i can be i had to keep at it because there was so many points in time where i was like this yeah is bullshit. but mm. see now lads, honestly life changing yeah. completely has changed my life for the good you know and i wouldn't have known that if i hadn't had a nervous breakdown and i wouldn't have a nervous breakdown if i hadn't done 25 hours a day eight days a week for so many years <laughs> and you know it's all rusty for me i'm a big believer in everything is meant to happen for a reason Mm -hmm. and this is just the way it's meant to be that was meant to teach me a lesson yeah you know the best place we'll wrap up here it's been a
0: very interesting conversation but you just thought you just very quickly glanced over everybody should have an
1: end goal yes what's your end goal end goal has changed right so back in 2021 when when would 2021 when would that have been I'd bought my house in Donegal hadn't I? Yeah. Yeah, right, so back yeah. then, that was the goal. If you remember, that was actually a yeah, part, of, part of me kind of blowing up too, because there's all these different fucking facets with a high attorney and too much stress and all the rest of them, that I'd kind of lost my way a bit, because I'd ach- I'd, I, I had achieved everything materialistically yeah. that I thought I wanted to achieve. I had plenty of money, I've got you know, a beautiful wife, good two good kids, all the cars I ever wanted, and a really nice house. Um, <clears throat> my end goal was to own a house in Donegal. Mm. Fucking smash that. I was like, "This is great, you know." Fucking check me out, pat me in the back. Cause it's lovely. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Right, fuck, what I do you know?" <laughs> like, holy fuck! I, like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know how he goes. I was like, "This is awful." And that was, you know, there was definitely a wee part of that in the whole. I was trying to fill a void with just mm. getting busier and busier and trying to fucking take my mind off it. My goals now have changed. So there's, there's, you've got different, you've got um, like physical goals, which is like materialistic shit. Yep. And then philosophical goals. My philosophical goals are number one, to try and keep bettering myself as a human, keep learning more stuff about breathwork meditation and wellness, help spread that to as many people that want to fucking listen to it. Because I have been there, I've done it, I've got the fucking t-shirt, I'm still wearing the thing, to so be a bit sweaty. But um, yeah, do that. And then another philosophical goal is to be as good a husband as I can be and to look after my two wee kitties, because that's, you know, there was one point in time when I was off, off work, and I had took the girls out on a bike ride, and I was cycling along the flipping greenway behind them, and I just remember looking at them, and going, I've missed their last two years of them growing up, I was like, there's Eva, Eva's 11, Lois is 9, and I'm cycling, and I started crying, and fucking floods of tears, because, you know, during the, the, um, the, the, the recovery process, if you think of it, from a mental breakdown, all this emotion, and it can come out at any time, and it's triggered by certain things, and all this fucking emotion came out of me, and I was just, oh my God, I can't even see, I'm about to fucking slow down, slow down, I fucking can't see. I was like, oh, Daddy just got something in his eyes, you know, that sort of thing. Are you okay, Daddy? No, I'm all right, I'm fucking gurning. And all this big, this big release of emotion came out. And again, connecting the dots, second backwards that was me knowing over the two years kind of previous, that I was just so busy and out so many nights of the week and mm-hmm. working so hard at business that I wasn't giving my kids time and I had, I, you know, to me there were still fucking wee Lois and wee Ava, all of a sudden Ava's this fucking big beautiful Br- Brunecker, Lois is this wee quirky blonde and you're like, fuck, I've just missed The last two years of their life. This is horrendous. So, one of my philosophical goals going forward is just to be a better dad and slow, you know, build enough capacity in my life that I can do all the materialistic shit, all that kind of physical goal stuff, but mainly concentrate on being a really good human, being as nice a person as I can be to everybody else around me and spreading that kind of wellness word. But probably the most important, other than myself, being a really good father and being a really good flipping. Daddy, and just keep making loads of money so that they fucking can pay for all their shit because they're expensive. Yeah. I swear to God, between them and the blade, I'm no wonder I have to do all this work. I was even actually thinking there, um, <laughs> just thinking there when I was DJing and saying, I like, go, I really could need to be doing another one of these a month because of all these fucking bills and all the rest of it. And Eva's going to big school now, and she's going to Sullivan um, in September. That's going to bring a whole new level of costs with it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're only getting more expensive. and Like, Christmases and birthdays are now fucking four figures. Instead of used to be, you know, B&M bargains, whole of the shite toys for, you know, yeah. 40, 50 quid. There you go, girls. Oh, look at my toys, daddy. Now it's iPads and laptops and yeah. flipping. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Nightmare. <laughs> so I think goals going forward have changed from trying to set milestones of business and of money and of materialistic shit yeah. to now yeah. milestones of, right, let's just get the kids in the big school, okay? Let's get the kids university, Okay. Nicola has always wanted her big ho- we've the, done the big holiday this year but, uh, we've done America we on Bahamas and fucking Orlando and Vegas and that was great um, and then I'm, I need to give probably Nicola a wee bit more of my time now too because she's always been the one behind me picking up all the shit Anytime time yeah. like I, she would never know my schedule she didn't know every night of the week if I was in or not she just got to the point where she stopped asking because she would ask me well suit she calls me suitor right well suit uh, are you in on Friday night nope babe I'm in yep I'm in definitely I'm in 100% yep I'm gonna eat Chinese bottle of wine it's great Saturday afternoon will come I'd fucking check my door. Oh, fuck I said I would be there <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm doing this gig right okay Nicola uh, not coming home the night. Have to go out to this place. Well, it. And you know what? She got to the point in time where she stopped asking. Yeah. yeah. So need to give her a wee bit more time. That's you know. And uh, yeah, but definitely spend time on yourself, lads. If you it's take anything, it, it is what I know. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. done. She'll be watching this. Going. Do you oh, I said this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, flip. where's that Chinese and <laughs> <in Bologna? laughs> Bring her home a sphinx Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been that. It's been emotional. <laughs> Why <laughs> the blade Why the blade because honestly, Rossi, you <laughs> never want to get in front of this wee girl into a bad mood. She'll just <laughs> fucking chop you in the bits. And it's actually it's it's a colloquial term around kind of for man her own direction for their wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know they'll be you know will be there. You go on and see that i be. There. She'll make you cup of tea there. Hey, you know. So um, and we've got family down in Ballamala, and Nicola has like almost a a type accent randomly, just from flipping tully Belly Bean and Donald like you know, she's mm. she's from from the hood. And i uh, sorry, one step. And um, <laughs> yeah, she's got this kind of Formana sort of accent here. So I forget what it was. She just me and her fell out sort of. And she was just dead sharp. And fuck, I said you're just like fucking cut me like a knife. You're fucking blade. I said I'm gonna call you the. That's who you are from now on. You're the blade. So um, it kind of just stuck nice. since then. And Jack she loves it too. Like yeah, you know, it's endearing. It's an endearing blade. It's like a wee blade that's not you know blunt butter your fucking <laughs> butter your pancakes in the morning with she's like at me blade now but um uh, yeah can't do it without her lads so i know you both are getting married and you're nearly getting married you're gonna ask her next week aren't you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now that's on the recording <laughs> yeah that's coming so East yeah here. <laughs> if you if you can lads and um, again taking anything from me just you hear that all the time but just treat your wife well like because they are they are the fucking backbone of everything particularly if you want to have kids I and mean, she's do. You want to have families and stuff like that i don't know whether it's in the in the pipeline but yeah, literally this nickel. It. I just to a big shit in the middle of the floor, and she just picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's that's right. That's the old me. The now, the new me. I now go to the toilet, do in the toilet, and then don't ask her to wipe my bum. She might come and wipe it every now and again, but that's kind of meta. I'm talking metaphors here. I don't actually shit in my own house. Um, yeah, metaphorically, she's been the backbone. Yeah. You know, so her and the family to be fair to you. Now I've got a great family. Ross, you had actually mentioned before this. You know, talking about maybe early life and stuff. Getting a guy, I've had a good upbringing and you know, good family and hard work and just instilled really really good ethics in me yeah um so yeah i just have to keep repaying that now because i say we've had the one strike lads one strike and i'm a two strike man like so yeah fingers crossed that one doesn't come but there we are yeah well
0: it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back in person class Mm -hmm. i know no more zoom it's good Uh, thanks for being so open about everything i really appreciate it from uh, the heart Bryce. from the heart uh until next time
1: yes until next yeah we'll come back what are you now 120 what was it 130 odd we'll come back get me back for number 200 we'll see what's happening because there's more stuff that's going to (laughs) happen awesome yeah good thank you
0: Cheers. cheers